we're gonna call it Breakfast with Dad's Right. Well, as, as Dylan chews, I'll start. The uh, there's lots of lots of news going on, but I think the most important thing, obviously, is the uh, the research being done into dancing rats. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Rats can dance. I, they especially like Lady Gaga. I mean, I guess that I mean <laughs> define dancing. They bob their head in the rhythm with the music. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. It's crazy. That is that that's more because I was gonna say like any animal moving while music is playing you could describe as dancing, but like in the rhythm and with the beat that is specific. Yeah, and uh, measurable. And also, um, is it is it? What's the point? <laughs> like, how much did this cost to discover? And who well, cares? And couldn't you discover the same thing at like the New York subway with somebody it, with a ghetto blaster? It's uh, it's a sign of intelligence. Dancing, being able to recognize a beat and mm. and move with it. But we already knew, like they use rats to study. Like they, we already knew they were pretty smart, didn't we? Yeah, now we, we know use... they're even smarter than we thought. Yeah, at some point, at what point is it going to be like? Okay, we can't test on these guys anymore. They like Lady Gaga. <laughs> Probably eventually. Yeah. Anyway, there's other stuff. I see other. Well, I mean, what has what's happened since uh, we've lasted one a lot? I feel like. Yeah, I don't remember the last um, day we did one. Yeah, I have no idea what was happening. U.S. midterms are ongoing. Um, everyone's voted. Americans are just bad at counting, so they haven't announced a lot of the. Uh, key races yet, but... To be fair, they have a lot more to count than we do. Um, yes. But still, that's, uh... They, they could be doing better. It's... I was thinking... Mail-ins you gotta wait for. We have to wait for mail-ins. Yeah. Yeah. I guess at some point you know you have the, the enough of the population the mail-ins won't matter. It's just yes. when they're really close, you have to wait. Yes. It's... Uh, I think it has more to do with... The fact that we have one electoral authority authority that's organized and operates across the entire um, country, whereas America has 50 electoral authorities operating in nowhere near tandem uh, with rules that change constantly, depending on who's the state, Secretary of State at the time in the state. Yeah, it might have something to do with, with it. various partisan liens. Which is brutal. Yeah. They really, that feels like one way to get their, uh, you know, everybody worried about about uh, corruption and whatnot in check is to have a national electoral body. Yeah, but it's immediately going to be decried as government overreach and big government and, you know, seizing of power, especially if the Democrats are in. Like, they're trying to take over our elections, blah, blah, blah. So do it when the Republicans are in. Yeah, but the Republicans are never going to do it because the current system benefits them so much. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, it is it is brutal. Um, the big takeaway, though, is that Democrats are doing a lot better than uh, expected. They didn't suck as much as they thought. Exactly. The It should be noted in 2010, I think it was, that when Obama Obama's first midterms uh, and the Democrats had held the House for the previous two years, it was called for the Republicans 
Polls closed at 8. It was called to the Republicans by 9 p.m. Hmm. the day of. We are now three, four days after polls closed, and they haven't called the House or Senate. It seems unlikely that the Democrats will keep control of the House, although it is still not impossible, which is crazy. Um, but it seems unlikely, and that is largely thanks to a very poor Democratic performance in New York, of all places. And Wait, a lot what of happened there. A lot of people are blaming it on uh, Democratic infighting, and like amongst candidates, and uh, you know, do we go center? Do we go left? And uh, just a lack of focus because they took New York for granted. So. Republicans actually flipped more seats in New York than any other state. And if the Republicans get a House majority, it will be thanks to New York. Uh, the other state they did, they didn't win the governorship or the senator there, but they're flipping a lot of House seats. And the governorship was closer than it should be for New York. That's crazy. The other seat, the other state where uh, Republicans did really well was Florida. Um, they won the governorship by nearly a 20 point margin. Um, Ron DeSantis got like 59.7% and his Democratic challenger got 30%, 40% rather. I really don't understand that. That guy's crazy. Yeah. Uh, they also lost the Senate there, um, but this, the Senate candidate did a lot better. I think she only lost by four or five points. They also had uh, strong performances. The Democrats had strong performances in states they lost the senator for, senatorship for. Uh, in North Carolina, where that was just a few points behind, and Ohio, which was a solid win. It was like, you know, seven or eight points for the Republicans, but uh, the Democrat really gave him a run for his money. It should have been a lot more than that. There's a good candidate. And uh, these races are, oh, and Wisconsin, they only lost by one point which a lot of people are upset about because um, throughout it all, they were saying, give more money to the Democratic you know, National Committee, give more money to Wisconsin, this is winnable, and it never really happened. And they're like, we lost by 1%, 50.5 to 49.5. Uh, and so people are like, that was a perfectly winnable race. But still, thanks to these candidate strengths, they think they carried a few uh, House races in the those states that they might have otherwise lost because of a strong Senate candidate. And of course, uh, John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania um, by a decent margin, where the Democrat actually won. And this is the first time the Democrats have held this particular Senate seat in Pennsylvania in like 60, 70 years. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is interesting. These lot the close losses are. I mean, it doesn't do much. Nobody cares how much you win by. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. It doesn't actually matter how much. It I maybe mean, it maybe makes you feel better as the second candidate, but yeah. you don't go to. Your vote is still a vote once you get to the House or the Senate. Yeah, I think the most important thing is it's like data, to for the next round of elections for the party to be like, okay, well, we can maybe win here, we can do better here when we have a good candidate, that kind of stuff. Maybe, except for you got to be careful that you're not running two years behind. I think that's been the problem with um, Beto O'Rourke. They keep running him for everything in Texas because he had one good election 
where he almost beat Ted Cruz for Senate in 2018. And then he's run for president, and then he just ran for governor of Texas. And it's like, and he keeps losing. And like, you are beating this man to death. He is, if any luster he's had, he's now lost because he's been everywhere and lost so much. Yeah. He's clearly, he had one good performance. If anything, they should have held him back with nothing. And I mean, a lot of these are his decisions. I'm not saying the Democrats are like, you know, making him do it. But they're not saying, but, hey, maybe, maybe we should sit one out. Yeah, hey, exactly. Maybe we should sit one out. They really, honestly, I think they should have held him back for most of six years and run him against Ted Cruz again. In uh, next time Ted Cruz is up, yeah, I think he could have won that. Well, maybe, but well, Ted Cruz is not very popular. He's Ted really, Cruz. yeah. I know he's not popular with the. No, he's not very popular at all with anybody. Really, I was uh, I was reading. I read. Um, they cheer him when he goes on stage. And well, talks I think he's probably. GOP. I think he's popular with the MAGA people now. But in 2018, he nearly lost in Texas. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking uh, about now with MAGA. He is popular. 2018 was a MAGA year. Trump was in for two years already. Yeah. But he was he fully on board with the MAGA. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. I read um, Al Franken's book about his time in the Senate, and uh, he was saying even even GOP senators don't like Ted Cruz. Nobody likes Ted Cruz. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> um, anyway, so the uh, the ones that aren't called. They actually just called Arizona's senator today. The yeah, Democrats Democrat won it. Democrat won. Um, that. Mark Kelly shored that up for six years. Uh, the Arizona governorship is still up, but the Democrats have been consistently ahead, though the lead has shrunk. Um, however, the Democrats did win the Secretary of State race in Arizona, which is a huge one because, again, they run elections. Um, so we'll see about the governorship. That's almost uh, the most important. And yeah, oh yeah, I would lose any governorship if it meant winning the Secretary of State. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of losing a governorship, um, the Democrats lost the governorship in Nevada, uh, but won with an incumbent, but did win the Secretary of State election. Um, on the flip side, they took back two governorships in Maryland and Massachusetts. And again, okay, that's great. But again, I'm think you know they have the the secretary of state that runs the election, and that is a big issue. Even even if you want to keep it by state, like we have an independent body, right? It doesn't have anything to do with the government. It is outside the government that runs elections, and that's what it has to be. And that's why we don't get the the profound gerry- gerrymandering that they get in the states. Yeah. And I think why we can have more fair elections with not as strict voter laws. Like, it's easier to vote here, I mean. Yeah, except for you've always needed ID here. At least since I was voting. Yeah, but you can... There were some states where you didn't need ID. Like, they're putting in ID laws and they're saying, that's crazy. Like, that's always what's been up here. Yeah, we always need ID, but it's fairly... I think maybe the amount of things that count as ID, like there's a long list of things you can provide as ID. You can register that at the poll. That's a huge thing for me. You should like, I could, I could be unregistered to vote. And if I go to a poll with my two pieces of ID that prove I can vote here, they let me vote. Whereas like Americans, like some states, the cutoffs, like two weeks before election day, you have to be registered, but you can't vote. Yeah. 
That's ridiculous. It's kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really think even if it's individual states, you need an independent body to set electoral lines and run the elections. And then you don't get the, the big, you know, it was, well, you, you probably still would get it was fixed from people like the past president, but, but you won't get it as much. Yeah. Um, anyway, they also uh, haven't called the Nevada Senate race, though. The uh, Republicans been ahead for most of it, but the Democratic incumbent is now behind by 0.1%, I believe. It has been closing the gap. So it, Millions. Exactly. So it's widely believed she'll flip it and end up taking it narrowly. And once that's announced, Democrats have the Senate majority. That's their 50 seats. But they could get one more because Georgia's going to a runoff. Uh, the Democrat is narrowly ahead uh, when they announced it was a runoff, but didn't crack the 50%. And we were talking about this. Just make it an instant runoff. Like where you have a ranked ballot. It would save money. You think it would probably change the results. Maybe some years. Yeah, some years. I mean, not every year. Yeah. But still, for like saving the money, make it simple and like decide something on election day. Have it a, make it a ranked ballot, have an instant runoff. Yeah, nobody likes ranked ballots. I don't know why. They do it a lot in the United States. The uh, Alaska Senate race is ranked ballot, so is the Alaska House race. But Alaska can also have a runoff with a ranked ballot. No, but it's instant. No, but that's not what happened. Yeah, it is. I thought they just had one, and now they're doing another one with the top two people or something. No, they, they, they just had one. Oh, that was, picking the, that that was, was a, picking the Republican candidate? No, no, no. The, so they just had one because they, the person who was at the House of Representatives died. died. Yeah. So they had one to fill the rest of their term, and now they're having one for a full term. Right. Is uh, it the same woman that won? That they haven't announced yet, but uh, the same Democrat, Mary Peltola, is way ahead. She hasn't cracked 50%, but she has like 47, and then Sarah Palin behind her has like 25, and the Republican behind her has like 24, or something like that. Probably good that there was two Republicans running. Absolutely. And both, uh, I mean, the Republican Senator, Lisa Murkowski, uh, said that she was putting Mary Peltola at the top of her list of her ranked ballot. Uh, Sarah Palin has said that she's li listing Mary Peltola second um, after herself. Right. The other nice thing about having these two Republicans on the ballot is they hate each other. So probably each of them are <laughs> listing yeah. the Democrat and, second. And, and telling their people to do it. Exactly. So I think it's widely, widely expected that Mary Peltola will win. I mean, 90% of the second Republicans' ballots could shift to Sarah Palin. And just that 10% would push Mary Peltola over the edge. Right. So she'll probably win that. Uh, the other uncalled race for the House of Representatives that's really interesting is Lauren Boebert's, uh, who is uh, a very close ally of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. Um, crazy woman, QAnon conspiracy theorist. Yeah, uh, I saw... Brown hair. I was reading an article on... Uh, I thought she lost, or she's just losing. Well, actually, right now she's winning. Oh. Uh, she has been, she was, in, in fact, it looks increasingly likely that she will win it. For the past two days before yesterday, she'd been losing the entire time. And then she retook the lead yesterday. Uh, she's ahead by like point 
one percent, about two thousand votes. Maybe maybe she's ahead by a whole percent now. I don't know, but uh, she's ahead narrowly with ninety nine percent reporting. But they still haven't called it. So we'll see. It's close enough that I wouldn't be surprised if we go into a recount. I really don't understand. Like, uh, you know, uh, there's a... I don't know how people vote for... For, uh... For, like, those super... Just as, like, I don't think I'd vote for a super left-wing party... I'm not going to vote for a super right-wing party. They're both kind of crazy, like extremists. And the Democratic Party definitely has issues, but they're kind of center, right of center. They're definitely... They're not... They're not... They wouldn't... They'd be center in Canada. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, save, save a couple people. Yeah, that's the, the thing about American politics is that it both the parties are two to three parties crammed into one, right? Joe Manchin would probably be like he might have been like a Martin liberal, like a Cretchen Martin liberal, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the last few years he'd cross the border conservatives. Yeah, the Crescent yeah. Cinema too. Yeah. But but there seems to be more of the 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 far right on the right than yeah. there is the far left. Well, that's one of the issues with having only the two parties. Is at the end of the day, a lot of people make the any Democrat is better than any Republican, any Republican is better than any Democrat judgment, right? And that allows if you win a primary, you are guaranteed some seats, no matter how crazy you are. Yeah, I do think the. Uh... I do think the abortion issue helped a lot of the Democrats this election. And people my age are what's carrying them. And single ladies. Yes, single women, Gen Z, abortion carried uh, the Democrats. The Democrats, despite Biden. Despite I don't think it's Biden. because of Biden. No, Did no. You hear his it's... latest thing, he thanked. He's he was in Cambodia and he thanked Colombia or the other way around. Oh remember. god, no, I think he's in Cambodia. Yeah, he's in Cambodia and he thanked Colombia for their hospitality. Yeah. He's saying today, I think he said a day or two ago that he's his intention is to run in 2024. Please don't. I feel like he looked at these midterms and he's like, "Oh, I should absolutely run." And I'm like, "This is despite you." Yeah. No, exactly. If there was a decent president, they might have swept it. Yeah. They could have increased their house majority. Yeah. It's uh it's bad. But the, the Biden-Harris team, like, Harris is not good either. She's been disappointing. Like, I, for a lot of, of fanfare coming in. And a lot of potential. Like, she was a pretty good senator. I don't know what happened there. I, like, does she just not have enough power? Has she been stifled? Or is it just she just wasn't up to it? Yeah, I don't know. But a lot of people are saying, well, if Biden doesn't run, the vice president's the next person. I'm like, I don't think either of them should run. Yeah, I don't think so either. She have no- She's got... And just the, the way this is going... And, yeah, the, you just don't hear about her. Yeah, she's. That might be on purpose. They may have clamped down the White House on like the the press around her because she's not good. Maybe, but but is she worse than Biden? I don't know. But who's the alternative? Like I I, I was trying to think this the other day. There's nobody in the Democratic Party right now who I think is ready yeah. to run. Better or worse? Ha! I don't know. 
But you know, I mean, you never know. Obama came out of nowhere. That's true. Well, yeah, but he had like a two-year. I would say if anybody is going to pull an Obama, it'll be this Mary Pelotola out of Alaska. She's wildly popular, like amongst Democrats, and the fact that she's winning solidly in a solid red state, like uh, she's probably going to get asked to do a DNC speech, right? Which is what launched Obama's career. Yeah. It's going to be, I think she will have perhaps a rising star moment. I would not be surprised to see her in the White House one day. Definitely needs a, a good speech. And yeah, that's just it. Obama was rising, but all of a sudden, like that was Hillary's to lose, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she did. She but did. She lost, but also it, it's typical elections. The front runner always plays it safe. The chaser always comes out swinging and it's just a matter of if they end up catching them or not because that, that like every like it's always the elections here too the polls are oh the liberals are way ahead then by the election time the conservatives could win or they're very close oh the conservatives are way ahead then by election time the liberals win or they're yeah. very close like it's just the way it works yeah absolutely well we'll see I, I, and that's just it's been a bit the whole thing has just been sort of disheartening, I think, up here as well. Like, there's just no one to vote for. You need another party. Every party is beholden to someone. You need a party that isn't beholden to anything other than their ideals. We don't, we can't, we can't afford another party on the left or the conservatives will win every election. We yeah. have three parties to the left of center. Well. One to the right. I'd say two. So, <laughs> Yeah, the, the liberals, you think, are... The liberals aren't really left. They say, they, they campaign left. Then they don't. They don't govern left. Yeah. No, they're they're pretty solid to the center. They're center. I would say Trudeau's moved them further to the left since the Martin Kretchen days. Not as much as he, not as much as, like, the people who call him a communist claim, but I would say he's scotian. Not as left. much as he wanted to in the very beginning. Not as much as well, what he campaigned Well, did he ever on. want to, well, or did is, he? Yeah. This yeah. Is, that's what his campaign was. Yeah. Did you hear what uh, Christia Freeland said about uh, the rising cost of everything? No. She said, uh, oh. you know, maybe you need to cancel your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, that's a mistake. That's never... Politicians say things like that all the time. I remember um, when watching a Republican who was a high-ranking member of the House of Representatives and then didn't run, so he's not in there anymore. It was a few years ago. But they were talking about health care. And uh, people were like, what if... You know, people can't afford health care. And he was like, well, you know, you have to be responsible. You got to save. Maybe you don't get that new iPhone. And I'm like, not getting the new iPhone is not going to pay for your health care. Yeah. Like that is not, those aren't equivalencies. Yeah. And I know what they're trying to say. They're saying extra, extra expenses. But I think, I think they've punted the ball in the economy here. Like, I think they've done just a horrible job. But personally, you know, this, with the rising interest rates, we're paying now uh, $10,000 a year more to the bank in interest than we were when we bought this house. Which Maybe was not that long ago. Which was a year ago. Yeah. And, and that's just free money to the banks. Uh-huh. Has its, All it's done is made the house less valuable that we bought 
Like, let's drop the housing prices, the rising interest rates, so my house is less valuable. Is gas cheaper? No, it's more expensive. Is food cheaper? No, it's more expensive. So what, like, I can cancel Disney Plus, it doesn't even, it's not even a drop in the bucket. Yeah, now a lot of, that's not all the liberals' fault, right? A lot of that's global stuff. A lot, but the rising interest rates are liberals. They, they get to choose when the interest rates go up. I think the Bank of Canada does that well, independently. If you, well, yeah, independently. I made air quotes. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think the bank's pretty independent. We have a, I think one of the highest ranking banking systems in the world. I think if you're, yeah, I, I think the government has a lot of sway. Possibly. I mean, certainly they can try to pressure. Uh, and I would say the Liberals haven't done a very good job on the PR aspect of the economy. Or in really helping people through the the worst of it. Like, they could have at least made a show of trying to help, like... And even the Bank of Canada, I mean, for something... The, for the country, you know, I think they did pretty well over over uh, the, the last uh, recession and, and things like that. I just don't get what they're doing right now. I don't understand it. It's not, it's not working. And it's not like the 80s where you can raise interest rates and it slows everything down. It, the, it's just a bit too much of a global economy and it's mm -hmm. also uh, and it's also the other thing is that you're punishing homeowners more because because you know in the 80s you bought a house for uh, 150 grand 100 grand your your mortgage was less than a hundred thousand dollars so when you raise interest rates it doesn't affect the payment as much when you Plus, but now it's a million dollars a house everybody's carrying at least half a million dollar mortgages so you raise you raise a quarter percent on a half million dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, the percentage is not like in, increases obviously, but yeah. the size is crazy. So yeah, they're they're struggling. But meanwhile, the right's also going crazy. Um, in Alberta, Danielle Smith is now premier, um, going on her apology tour for COVID mandates, uh, planning to introduce the Alberta Sovereignty Act into the legislature basically saying we don't have to follow federal rules if they don't like them. Uh, just absolutely. Oh, calling the unvaccinated the most oppressed people of her lifetime. <laughs> it's wild. This is a woman who's born in the 70s, so that was before apartheid ended. The Palestinians are still um, being oppressed right now. Uh, I would say indigenous people in Canada are probably still more oppressed than the unvaccinated. At least most of the unvaccinated have access to clean drinking water. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's... It's ridiculous. It's not not very, uh, not very well thought out. Yeah. But place to the base. Yeah, well, she keeps saying crazy things. It's actually going to cost her. Um, well, she, I hope it's going to cost her. I think it will. She, uh... She ran in a by-election to actually get a seat in the legislature. Right. And uh, the seat was uh, called Brooks Medicine Hat. And it was a solid UCP seat. They won it by like a 15, 20-point margin last time. And this time uh, she won it only by, uh, I think, less than 10 for the first time ever the NDP won most of the polls in the medicine hat portion of the Brooks medicine hat riding, which is the urban portion. Uh, and it was they out. It was their best performance in the riding ever. 
I saw there's been a few polls out since Daniel Smith became premier. All of them have the NDP ahead. One of them had them at 51%. And that's just guaranteed wow. majority. So it's looking good. There's still time. We still have a whole campaign in a few months. I once said that if she did get elected, it might be bad because all she would have to do is act normal for a few months and then she'd go full on crazy after she won a full term. But uh, she seems incapable of doing that. So she could lose. She could end up losing this. She likely will, it looks like. I mean, still lots of time. I know uh, the party is refusing to take anything for granted. Well, that's good. But I think she will, and that's good. And it will be interesting because I think it'll finalize the shift into a new era of Alberta politics where we don't have, like, party dynasties anymore. Because for, for all of on like, for the entirety of Alberta's history, since it was founded in 1911, we have there has never been, like... One party wins one election, and then another party wins another one four to eight years later. The Liberals had it for three terms, then Social Credit had it for a bunch of decades, and then the Progressive Conservatives had it for 70 years, and then the New Democrats won in 2015, lost in 2019, and now we're probably going to win again in 2023. So we are really entering uh, uncharted territory for Alberta. More back and forth. Yeah. Actually, well... Back and forth, yeah. Like not more, but actually some. have some. <laughs> the uh, I don't think we talked about the in our last podcast the Pierre Polyev uh, hidden messages. The did we not? I think I think that came out after the one where he was talking to incels. Yeah, I think so. Didn't that come out after? It did that. It that was that's like a hundred percent. Maybe. Oh yeah. I mean, it should be talked about more in my opinion so even if we did let's talk about it again basically Pierre Polyev had hidden tags on his YouTube videos going back as far as two years I believe it was uh, that made them sort of played to the algorithm so that they would show up on the pages of uh, incels and misogynists how did how did they find out I don't know, but it's been verified. I don't know how you find out. Like, maybe a access to information request or somebody forgot to hide it one time. Uh, I really, I don't know. I, that's a good question. But it's been, it's been verified by several independent sources and by the Polyev campaign team. Oh, really? They said yes. They said... Uh, like, you know, some, it's always, you know, like a rogue staffer or, you know, Pierre Polyev had no idea it was somebody at the office and we'll fire him or whatever. But they uh, haven't apologized to this day. No apology, just it's taken care of. We'll hide it better? Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, we'll keep hiding and <laughs> we'll go back. Speaking of verified, have oh. you got your blue check mark for Twitter yet for any uh, sp specific business or person that you want to be... Uh, verified for? No, I haven't. Eight bucks. Eight uh, bucks and you can cost a company billions of dollars. Yes, which is fantastic, really. That's a great deal. Uh, <laughs> you're really getting your uh, your dollars worth there. Everybody should should uh, jump on Eli Lilly stock on Monday when it comes back to normal. <laughs> it, uh, it, 
advertisers are like Twitter's imploding and because Coca-Cola, of this kind of stuff. Yeah, Coca-Cola lost a ton. Really? Yeah, they said uh, if this gets a thousand shares, we're gonna put cocaine back in <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's great. I it's I, they're now like. Twitter's really clamping down on that kind of stuff because they're losing money because advertisers are like, well, this is no longer a stable place anymore. How um, long has he owned it? Like a, a week and week. a half? Yeah, I was say. <laughs> like absolutely imploding. My favorite is still, um, uh, it's now been suspended, but there was an account that got the check mark for Doug Ford um, and like had the profile picture and was tweeting things like, folks, you're not going to believe it, but I swallowed another flipping bee <laughs> and, and like, uh, you know what? I don't like Stephen Leachy either. <laughs> Who's the education minister. Or, uh, if you like seeing, seeing me carve up a pumpkin, wait till you see what I do to public health care. <laughs> like just like, and it always, always started with like folks. <laughs> Every time. It should start with it friends. So friends. Funny. Yeah. My says. friends. My friends. It's It was so funny. And then people, because people are idiots, um, they believe, you know, it's the real, so they share it. It had gotten, like, the media. Well, it's got the check mark. Exactly, right? And there's now... Verified. Different levels of check mark, right, is what it's supposed to be. So if it's a solid blue, that means you're the person. But that's not how people are trained to think with Twitter anymore, right? You can't... They don't just flip the switch. <laughs> Uh, so, it's been going bad. I wouldn't be surprised if he has to sell it or if it just... I think the purchasing of the check marks has stopped already. Has it either stopped selling I th- it? I think today I heard that, yeah. That's good. Just reading about that. Uh, that could have been a fake as well. That's the thing is that... You <laughs> can't gotta, tell what's when real you see anymore. A, when you read... See, like, it's kind of crazy that when you read a story... I don't know, I do anyway. When I read a story that sounds a little bit fantastical... I look for it at least three other places. Yeah. Like independent three other places. Yeah. And that is probably for the best. But it's Uh, insane that you have to do that. Yeah, it is. You should, we should be able to trust decent news sources. Yeah. But even if I see it on like global or whatever, you know, like the global news feed, I'll go and check. CTV and CBC and see if they have the same story because if they don't then I'll be like eh, I don't know if that's true <laughs> we'll see that sounds a little bit crazy yeah the world's a wild place right now uh, but other than that I don't know I can't think of any I'm sure other things have happened um, Ukraine's still going on they took you, back you... a key city the other day have we done one since you got back from England no so you no. had your England trip I uh, yeah that was nice. Saw a lot of shows. Nine plays. Uh, they were all very good. Uh, did a lot of tourist stuff, museums and uh, stuff like that. I don't really have any particular stories. The best play. Well, that was you had that sort of crazy thing happen in that one play where the people beside you were doing the same thing. That you oh did. yeah, yeah. I went to see. Oh well, I went to see Good. It was my last day. <laughs> Uh, in England, I went to see a play called Good that starred David Tennant. Uh, it was, I will just say, spectacular. David Tennant is phenomenal, um, terrifying, and and just so so good. Um, no pun intended. But the people beside me, I ended up chatting with them, and uh, they were sort of doing the same thing I was. They're from Wales, and they came to London to do. She had just graduated from acting school. She was with her mum. And they'd come to London to do like a tour of seeing plays and stuff. But they were just starting and I was just ending. 
And they also didn't just end up beside one Canadian at some point. Uh, no, I, I was at um, the National Gallery and I was looking at a painting of like a log cabin with snow on it. And uh, there's a couple standing beside me talking. And one of them was like, yeah, this is basically what Saskatchewan looks like. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they were talking about how they just met a Canadian randomly the other day. And they had said, you know, go see this painting. And they came to see the painting. And they're like, oh, yeah, it does look like Saskatchewan. Whatever. And then I interrupted. And I was like, I'm sorry to interrupt. But uh I just wanted to say, uh, you're you're from Canada, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm from Canada too, and I was like, where are you from? And they're like, Calgary, and I was like, oh, I lived in Edmonton for most of the past six years. Uh, we chatted a little bit, and it was just quite interesting. Yeah, similar to our experience in Portugal, meeting the Canadians, it's just they seem to be pier. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we get around, and it's uh, just they always seem to stop to talk to other Canadians. Yeah, well, it's. I was going to say it's rare when you find one, but I guess it isn't. <laughs> uh, but it's still neat uh, to, you know, bump into another one in yeah. another country. Uh, I want to go back to the U.S. midterms for a second, because I had another thought, because uh, I think it's important. Trump was supposedly supposed to announce his candidacy for 2024 the day after the midterms. Well, yeah, they said it's an important announcement. Yeah, because it's supposed to be so good for the Republicans, and then on top of that, Trump's going to come out. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, He's reportedly ranting and raving at anyone who will listen, getting very upset. Um, But uh, people are basically saying, hey, this was actually your fault. You bolstered so many just terrible candidates, like in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, uh, in House races and Secretary it's, of State races. Because he doesn't care if they're good candidates, he just cares if they agree with them. Yeah. But to be honest, they win in places too. Like, they weren't any, none of the candidates he supported were any worse than Taylor Green. No, no, that's true. But uh, in competitive races, they've been losing. They only, they've only really been winning in safe red seats. Where, again, it doesn't matter who the Republicans run, they're going to win. Like, it, it, I will always go back to the Alabama Senate right, the by-election. The pedophile or whatever. Yeah. Almost where, won. Yeah, almost, exactly. Almost. Yeah, he, he didn't. He did But it was by such a narrow margin. The Democrat won by only such a narrow margin against a pedophile. That's like... Avenue 5? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't it's, seen Avenue 5, it's a pretty good show on Prime, I Crave. Say. Crave. Uh, Hugh Laurie and a bunch of other people. Um, uh, the guy, what's his name? What guy? The millionaire, billionaire guy. Oh, oh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad, he's brilliant. Uh, anyway, uh, one thing leads to another and a cannibal's running for presidency of the... <laughs> Of the spaceship. It's quite popular. And they're like, we need to we need to find some dirt on him. To... <laughs> yeah. He's an alcoholic. He's already a cannibal. <laughs> it's a good show. It is. Underappreciated, I think. <clears throat> but it was You should good. all watch it so it gets another season. Yeah. I'm it's... sure the dozens of people that yes. have, will push it over the edge for a that, new season. That sounds ambitious, dozens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a very good show. Yeah, but I mean, there. If 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 that's if that is even a close race, then a QAnon conspiracy theorist election denier is a shoe in <laughs> in the red states. You know, it's ridiculous. And a couple things. If you're done, are you done? 
Uh, I think so. That's uh, closer. To, like, do we have the uh, the strikes going on? Two strikes. Are they? I should know this because I work the, for a political party. The one, I feel like the one might be over. The one was averted, right? The yeah, QP. The, well, they, I think they may be struck for a day. There, I think they they did for a day or two, but now they're back at the uh, the table. The table. The best, the best line, because Ford tried to legislate them back and wanted he tried to charge to, them $4,000 a day that they're off. Yeah, something like that. It might have been more than that. It might have been $4 million. No, I think or it's 4, It might have been 4000 per person. Yeah, every person, 4000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was, it should be noted, uh, an unconstitutional bill. Because people have a right to strike in the charter. That's why he used the notwithstanding um, clause. Which is why he preemptively used the notwithstanding clause. And that's sort of a new thing because, first of all, very rare to use the notwithstanding clause before uh, 2018, basically. And then that, it was normally used after a court would rule something unconstitutional. And then you'd be like, okay, well, we use the notwithstanding clause. Not, we know this is unconstitutional, Go screw yourself. Yeah. You know? And for the Ford government has used it, it like the Ford government has used it more since they've been elected than something like in the past fifty years before they were elected, or something like that. And the Legault government in Quebec has been almost as bad. It's ridiculous. And it was sort of going to court to see if the courts could say you could use the notwithstanding clause preemptively. And I wonder if they'd said no, then they could just throw a notwithstanding clause on the notwithstanding clause. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, the, uh, the other thing, the best tweet I, or somewhere, I don't know, that I saw about it was uh, something like, if these, you know, if you're charging these people $4,000 a day so they don't strike, maybe you should just pay them a, maybe they're, maybe they're important and you should just pay them a, a living wage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are people who haven't gotten a raise in something like 15 years. And then the other one is the bus strike. That kind of affects us because uh, it's what how uh, Matt gets to school. So that go bus strike is uh, causing some issues. Yeah, but I mean, all these people need to get paid more. We all need to be getting paid more. But these, you know, some of these people are pay- getting paid way less than private sector employees and way less than average. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think if you're just talking about a wage, public sector makes less than private sector, but you have benefits that public sector doesn't have if you're in a union in the or sorry private sector doesn't have if you're in a union in the public sector you pretty much have a job for life yeah and you I... have if you've been in it for more than a decade you have a defined payout pension which is impossible to get anywhere if you uh you know and and you get you get uh there was one anyway doesn't matter. those two things alone that's that's valuable. Yeah, no, and I'm not saying they should necessarily be paid as much as the private sector because you do get those benefits, but they should certainly be paid enough to survive. Yeah, holidays, it, holidays, you get to like carry over uh, certain days, not every holiday, not vacation, but other other days, loo time and stuff like that, you can carry over and you end up, you do that over your career, you retire like three years early, making a full pay because you're just using all those days. Like, that's it's nice. crazy the, the benefits that they have. So over overall package, they're close to public sector. If you start paying them what you pay a public sector employee, now all of a sudden, or sorry, a private sector employee, now they're making tons more. But at the end of the day, none of that 
really matters they can't pay their mortgage. Yeah. And, th- and then, you know, negotiate more like a public sector person, private sector <laughs> person, and uh, you make a more wage and you give up some of the benefits. How about, well, we'll see what they get at the negotiating table. Um, uh, hopefully something enough. I want to look more into the Nordic model because if I'm correct... They don't really have unions or even like a minimum wage. They have something called uh, like sector bargaining or something like that. Um, and it uh, ends up generally with better outcomes than unions and minimum wage and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I'm on, I don't really know what I'm talking about, so I need to look more into it. But mm. from what I've sort of skimmed on it, uh, sectoral bargaining. Next podcast. Yeah, but that was a big thing here recently. It is ridiculous. I mean, the notwithstanding clause is a ridiculous thing. Yes, and preemptive notwithstanding, I agree. I think in some cases there may be cause for using it. But there needs to be more restrictions on using it. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I think a preemptive use shouldn't be allowed. It yeah. should be. It should be after something goes to court, but it is important for the government, so they use it. Yeah, I like like under what situation? Oh, I don't know wars. If you need to send like we have the Emergencies Act. Yeah, which basically preempts the Constitution. I mean, it's not much different than the yeah. So why notwithstanding, yeah, so keep the Emergencies Act. Don't have the notwithstanding clause. Yeah, I'm sure there's others. When, like, when has it been used in the past? Other than, I'm not talking about the recent past, but the past. I don't even know. I'm not sure. I mean, it hasn't. I'm pa- sure it, there's reasons that that may come up. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Possibly. I mean, it's only been around since the '80s. Well, the Constitution's only been around since the '80s. Yeah. Charter of Rights and Freedoms only been around from the eighties. We've more or less had a constitution for longer than that. Well, but we isn't just... it the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that we're talking about? More or less. Yeah, <laughs> which is embedded in the Constitution, which the British had until we repatriated it in the eighties. That just mean like flew it back? No, uh, all our laws had to be approved by British Parliament. Yeah, is that now they just need the Queen's stamp of approval, which is done here? The Governor General, yeah, that's it. They gotta get rid of that. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Well, yeah, I guess. And uh, it would provide significant issues in terms of treaties with the Indigenous people because their uh, treaties are not with the Canadian government, they're with the Crown. Well, it's just it's easy enough to just transfer them over. Yeah, you think any government's really going to do that, or do you think they're going to try to squeeze out of it and wriggle out of their commitments? Well, you have to tra- yeah, have to transfer them over. Would you? I think so. Why? Why not? Like, uh, I agree they should. Although, although, it's although you're right, I guess I guess they'd say, "Hey, it wasn't us. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Brits." Like it. Don't abso- talk to them. Absolutely, they're gonna try to get out of it. Or like, like I bet you the Conservatives would try to get out of it. The NDP would say let's transfer it over, and the Liberals would be like let's renegotiate them and try to get a better like deal. Yeah, a better deal than not giving clean water to everybody. Yeah, 
Yeah, they would. They would try to get out of that. Like, listen, it's really hard to get you guys clean drinking water. What if, like, we give you a, a case of bottled water on a hot summer day? <laughs> like, cool bottled water. Yeah. We'll refrigerate it. What if we open up a splash pad instead? <laughs> Dirty water, don't drink it. <laughs> Run through it with your mouth closed. <laughs> Goggles, <laughs> mouth closed. Plug your nose. Yeah, but it'll be fine. Cool down. Cool you down. <laughs> that would be the liberal solution. It's, yeah, I, I, I just have no faith in the government absolutely doing that. Although, poll after poll shows the majority of government uh, people in Canada um, would support the severing of the British monarchy. A student threw eggs at King Charles. A Canadian student? No, a British student. And he was arrested and he was let out on bail. And he has been banned from carrying eggs in public. <laughs> seriously? Unless he's grocery shopping. Yes, seriously. Unless he's grocery shopping. Yes. So he can if he's grocery shopping. Yes. So he just has to have eggs and something else. And then he's fine. Yeah, it's a bit of a loophole. It's a stupid, it's a stupid yeah. rule. He also isn't allowed within 500 meters of the royal couple. So he needs a slingshot. Yes. He needs slingshot, eggs, and butter. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. As much as, as much as I agree that the monarchy is, a not necessary, yeah. to say the least. I mean, it just, I mean, why, oh. why do these people have that great fort? I mean, how did they amass that great fortune? Right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not through hard work. Let's put it that way. Yes. So, no. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all for getting rid of them, but but I, I don't think you should throw eggs at people either, in general. general. I don't know. There's some people I'd throw an egg at. Uh, Tucker Carlson? Uh, I wouldn't throw an egg at anybody. I would. I'd throw an egg at Tucker Carlson. <laughs> wouldn't even come close to feeling bad about it. Hey, was Liz Truss Prime Minister when we last did our podcast? Uh, maybe. She's... <laughs> there's a good chance... I guess she was, because she... she got ousted while you were there. Yeah, but she also might not have been elected yet, because when we did our last one. That's true. She wasn't Prime Minister for very long. The, uh... Who was Prime Minister longer, Liz Truss or Kim Campbell? Kim Campbell. Joe Clark or Liz Truss? Joe Clark. Uh, they both have her beat, and they were both very they, short. Every we've ever... Every Prime Minister we've ever had... We're longer than Liz Truss. <laughs> Our shortest serving prime minister, 69 days, Charles Tupper. Uh, Is he the Tupperware founder? No, he's not. No. Um, he's 69 days. Liz Truss was 49, I think, in the end. That's, it's hard to lose a prime ministership in, in less than days. two months. When you're like, how did Charles Tupper lose it? Uh, he, he inherited it. And then there was an election. And then there was an election he lost. Right. So I get that. Yeah. That's same with Kim similar Campbell. to Kim Campbell. Not the same as Joe Clark, but similar to Kim Campbell. Yeah. You, you just get it near the end. The party's so unpopular. The guy's like, I'm out of here. You, you run. Yeah. It's hoping to change your face or change the fortune. And it doesn't and you lose. Yeah. That I understand. Going she was in, the change of face. Going in to a party that isn't coming up to an election for two, for two years. years. And to lose and to be ousted by your own party in 49 days is special. That is, it's spectacular. Yeah. It may not even, it might have been like 48 or like 47, 47. It certainly. doesn't matter. No, it is still. Less than 50. Yeah. So let's see. She's prime minister. She gets introduced, inducted as prime minister. Two days later, Queen Elizabeth dies. 
That basically, like, it sucks, but obviously we don't bl blame Liz Truss. Or, uh, 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 yeah, we don't blame Liz Truss. But what it also does, it gave her basically 12 days free. Yeah, like, that's true. She didn't have to do anything for those. All she had to do was dress in black, look sad, make a few speeches written by very smart people. Yeah. Right? So, she, of those 49 days, 12 of them already... Yeah. Easy peasy. So it's really just a month. Yeah. Like, it's just over 30 days. Yeah. So, and then within a month, she announced a mini budget that destroyed the UK economy in a day. Ended up having to fire her chancellor a week after. Bring in the new one. Had to fire somebody else. For she should get together with Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Just the spectacular destruction at like how it, it it seemed near impossible and yet she did it it was it was miraculous really it was marvelous it was a thing of beauty um and i was so glad to be in the country for when they switched over and now it's rishi sunak the man who lost to her and i don't know if that was the best choice because he lost to liz truss <laughs> Pork markets lady. <laughs> like, that clip alone should have disqualified her from even being an MP. Yeah. It, and then now this is the man who you're picking. And, like, very rushed. They did the whole election in a week. They set the bar super high so very few people could qualify. And they said only... And obviously, only if there's two people does it go to the membership. But they basically made it possible for them to be anyone but Rishi Sunak. So now Rishi Sunak is prime minister, and how did he get to be prime minister? He lost a leadership election, and then the caucus ended up deciding he would be the successor to the person he lost to. It's not a very democratic way. Yeah, well, he probably should have won. He probably... I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't I, have been worse. Well, no, but clearly nobody could have. Like, that's not... The only person who might have been worse is the pedophile from Alabama. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's not a good look. Um, but still, I mean, this... Uh, he's already had his fair share of scandals. Uh, the, he's having to kick somebody out of cabinet for sexual harassment, which is just another Tuesday for the British Conservative Party. Um, part of what got Boris Johnson out. Um, and uh, now Rishi Sunak's dealing with it. Uh an incredible... Have you heard much about Suella Braverman? No. She's the Home Secretary. Uh, and the Home Secretary basically is domestic policy. I, I don't know who our equivalent would be. Um, but uh, a lot of domestic policy. She's a horrible human being. She has called um, migrants coming in an invasion from the South. She said she can... She dreams of the day when... She gets to, like, wave goodbye as they deport them all. And do you know about this Rwanda scheme? No. The UK, and this is one of her pet projects, uh, they're taking the refugees they could get in, shoving them on a plane and flying them to Rwanda. Why? Because they don't want them. Rwanda? Rwanda. That's not a... As a safe alternative. Which it's not. Oh, like, uh, you think of Rwanda, you think of genocide. Yeah. And Rwanda doesn't have the infrastructure to take refugees. No. It's brutal. They're, like, she's 
horrible. Um, and uh, it, it's just like we can't believe. And she got Liz Trust fired her because she sent a whole bunch of highly sensitive emails on her personal email address on her personal phone. Um, and you know, government phones are like so protected from malware, and yeah, like, yeah. you can't do anything on them except for like send emails and talk to important people because they just have so many layers of shit um, to protect them. And so that's what you have to use. She didn't because she's an idiot. And then, uh, so Liz Truss fired her. Rishi Sunak brought her back. And uh, people are like, well, why? Why, why yeah. are you trusting her? Like, she's That doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense. So, I don't know. It's, it's more stable than it was, but that's not saying much. Uh, Labour and the Lib Dems continue to push for an election, but I don't think it'll happen. I think... No, because they, they, they the Conservatives know they'd lose. Yeah, no. If they can, uh, I think a lot of conservatives. I think there would be an election if they have to pick another leader, but Rishi Sunak, I think, is stable enough. Yeah. Well, my iPod, my iPad's dying, so that'll be it for this uh, episode. All right. We'll maybe do another one next month. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you again next time. <laughs>